Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung here. Do you know that God selected Jeremiah not at his birth, not when he was conceived in the womb of his mother, but in eternity past? God selected Jeremiah, a unique prophet that would come forth with a unique prophecy. He was to be the prophet to the nations. Well, I'm telling you this because in just a moment, we're going to study about Jeremiah and how he understood God's creative acts as it relates to Bible prophecy. This is something we need to understand, and if you'll stay tuned, we'll have a study on that subject in just a moment. Let me remind you that I have a series entitled Jeremiah, A Unique Prophecy, which is a five-hour audio series on CD. It talks about a unique prophet, a unique prophecy, and a unique purpose. We think about the creation concepts as it relates to Jeremiah's message. We'll do that in just a moment. Jeremiah and the Jew, Jeremiah and the Judgment, and Jeremiah and Babylon. These are the titles of the five different parts on this five-hour audio series on the book of Jeremiah. You can order it. We'll tell you how to do it. But first, let's have a study thinking about Jeremiah's creation concepts. On the fourth day, as we keep reading through Genesis, he brings the sun and the moon into existence. Want to know something? <laughs> Those plants were growing without the sunlight that is needed today for them to sustain life. Had a light. What was that temporary light? I don't know. I got a sanctified speculation. I think it was Jesus. Revelation chapter 1. And his face, his countenance shall be as the sun in its very strength. Ultimately, the sun and the stars and the moon are done away with because Jesus Christ will be the power and light company. But over here, the sun now on the fourth day. I love this. On the fourth day of creation, throws the sun up. Mm, that's a greater light. Let me give a lesser light. Throws the moon up. Starts to walk away just Oh, yeah. The stars also. That's all he had to say. Those are stars out there. Have you ever thought about that? Unbelievable. You know how much our Earth weighs? 6,600 quintillion tons. I know you can't comprehend that, I know. You know what the quintillion is? That's 6,600 with 18 zeros behind it. That's the weight of our earth. And then if you want to get pounds, you multiply that times 2,000. 2,000 pounds in a ton. That's how large the earth is. You know what? If we could take our earth or a sphere the size of our earth and transport it to the sun. You know how many earths you can put in the sun? 1,300,000 earths in the sun, which is just about the smallest star in our galaxy. There is one star in our galaxy 90 million times the space of the sun. Our galaxy has over 100 billion stars. That's just one galaxy. There are one billion galaxies. Our galaxy would take somebody traveling at the speed of light, 
You know how fast that is? 186,000 miles a second. You know how fast that is? Seven times around the earth every second. Now that is moving out, honey. I guarantee you. Bobby Libani doesn't have a stock car that fast. And if you took off traveling at 186,000 miles per second, like going around the earth seven times and started going, man, you'd have to go 100,000 years to get from one side of our galaxy to the other side. They have got unbelievable telescopes today that tell us they have just discovered a galaxy 12 to 15 billion light years away from here. And all that God said, <coughs> and the stars also. <laughs> Don't you love it? Oh, man. I got to get to the fifth day. Fifth day. You know what happened on the fifth day? He created the fish and the birds. Here's the answer to the question. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? The answer's right here. The chicken came first. But speaking of an egg, evolutionists don't like to speak about eggs. You know, the egg is one of the most magnificent pieces of creation you could have. Can you imagine a hen getting a glob of stuff together inside and putting a shell around it? Have you ever tried, when you dropped an egg, to pick up that stuff and put it back in a shell? I mean, you can't even pick it up. Do the fingers and everything. But a hen, through billions and billions of years, I guess, was able to put a shell around it. A shell that has 10,000 tiny little holes in it. So the chicken that's going to come can breathe. Because the process, I don't have time to tell you all that, but the process is unbelievable. At the 19th day after that egg has been laid and the mother hen's been sitting on it, that chick has developed enough where he can't or she can't sustain life anymore with the oxygen in there. Oh, there is a little spot in that egg with an oxygen bag, and the chick has developed by the 19th day what they call an egg tooth, which can break that membrane for the oxygen that gives it two more days to live. Have you ever boiled an egg and noticed that it's not completely symmetrical? It's kind of plopped on one side? That was where that bag was. And then on the 21st day, that egg has to break through with that chicken tooth to sustain life. Now, you know that would take more than four and a half billion years to evolve. How many globs in the belly of a hen is going to have to try to get... What about the woodpecker? I mean, just trying to destroy this thing of evolution. What about the woodpecker? You seen the woodpecker? You know, every other bird except the woodpecker has a soft back and a soft beak. Can you imagine a blue jay trying to become a woodpecker? Lands on a limb and says, now a woodpecker's supposed to take his beak and peck against this tree. Bam! I mean, when he hits the tree, the beak goes right through his brain. Ooh, that's exception headache number 28. He's got... Thousands and millions and billions of blue jays trying to be with God said, let there be a woodpecker. And he gave a woodpecker an unbelievable 
back of his head. Feet that could penetrate wood, hardwood. And a tail that wouldn't fly apart when he hit the tree. Kind of gets a tree pot. He has, he has two claws going up and two claws going down. All the other birds have three up and one down. Because he's got to stay vertically on that tree to be able to peck through that thing. Got to plant himself in the triad. Bam! Bam! And he goes so fast, it's unbelievable. I, I can't even move my head as fast as a woodpecker can go. And he has a tongue. His tongue stretches around the back of his head. And that tongue, when he pecks a little hole in that tree, goes in to get that worm in there to eat. And he has kind of like claws on it. And he goes in and he has a, a, a glue-like substance in it. And he grabs that. Can you imagine all the birds trying to be woodpeckers and then they get a tongue that goes in there and they've had too much glue on it? Can't get out of the tree. He's got just enough glue. Goes in. You see my point? The procedure. My time is gone. Look at chapter 1, verse 31, just for a second. I've got to finish, please, just a second. Chapter 1, verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. He was a satisfied creator. That Hebrew would be, it, he saw it, and everything was abundantly excellent. No evil angels in the first six days. But let me think with you about the perplexities of creation. We talked about the prophet, the prophecies in creation. We talked about the procedure of creation, the perplexities. Second Peter chapter 3 says, In the last days, there are going to be those who are doubters. What about the second coming of Jesus Christ? There are going to be those who are deniers. They will willfully be ignorant of the fact that God spoke the world into existence. They'll make an absolute determined decision to be it. And they'll be distressed. Because if they accept creation, they say there's a creator who can tell the creation what they're supposed to do. That's why they reject it. That's why rejection of creation says you can't accept biblical prophecy. Because God says, I'm coming to judge you in the last days perplexity. Oh, well, maybe if I deny creation, judgment won't come. Wrong you are, honey. It's on its way. But be prepared. Father, thank you for the word, the privilege of studying it together with these precious people. Use it to teach us what we need to know as we approach that day of your return. My precious name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you for taking a moment to study the book with us. We've been focused on the book of Jeremiah, which is a unique prophecy. In fact, that's the title of a five-hour audio series that I have available. You can get it through going to our bookstore at our website, or you can call our toll-free number. Let me give you the website address. It's prophecytoday.com. Prophecy, P-R-O-P-H-E-C-Y, 
prophecytoday.com. That Prophecy Today is one word. You can go there and go to our shopping mall and order your copy of this five-hour audio series on CD, Jeremiah, A Unique Prophecy. Or call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. Simple way to remember it, 8-PROPHECY-8. That's toll-free from across America, 877-674-3298. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for taking a few moments to study the Word of God with me as we've taken a look at the book. We need to stay in the book to understand the times in which we're living. And as we understand the times, we'll realize that the rapture of the church could actually take place at any moment. In fact, in the next moment. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...